0: What is up guys and welcome to another special episode of Guarani Vision, the first ever podcast dedicated to Paraguayan football in English. As always, I'm Roberto Rojas and joining me as always are my great co-hosts, Ralph Hanna and Maria Britos. And today we have a special guest from Ecuadorian heroes, Martin Benitez, to give a perspective of the Ecuadorian national team as they are the next rivals for Paraguay. In fact, the next rival for Paraguay in the World Cup qualifiers that begin in September. So I'm super excited to get an outlook of what Ecuador is their national team how they view this matchup in really a, a crucial um, point of the of the qualifications for Qatar 2022 I'm excited so let's uh, let's get straight into it first let's go to our guest here Martin and I wanted to go straight up and ask you what is your connection to Ecuador and you know what is your story and background of that
1: yeah thank you Roberto thank you guys for having me first off I'm a big fan of what on new vision. I want to do the same thing as, as an Ecuadorian, do the same thing Water New Vision is doing. So definitely an inspiration. I'm glad to be here. Well, my name is Martin Benitez. I was born in Ecuador. I grew up in the United States, played soccer in multiple academies there. Um, came back. I'm now in Quito, living here. I'm a graduated coach from the, uh, the Ecuadorian Football Federation, the FEF, And yeah, I'm working here. I'm living in Quito right now. And I decided to create this Ecuador Heroes page. Um, Like I said, I want to do something like you guys are doing, give a sort of media outlet of Ecuadorian football in English.
0: Excellent, excellent. So let's go straight into what Ecuador is at the moment, coming off, of course, from the Copa America, where they did end up losing in the quarterfinals to Argentina. They have Gustavo Alfaro as their manager. And as we speak right now, just a couple of weeks before that qualifier in Quito, they are currently in third place, three wins and three losses and nine points you know, currently one point ahead of the final qualifying spots uh, who are currently occupied by Uruguay and Colombia. So, Martina, I just wanted to go into this real quick. Just what has been the perception from Ecuador at the moment, the kind of the vibe, the mood? The reason why I asked is because if you recall from the last World Cup qualifiers, Ecuador was right at the top after the first few games. So um, I'm not saying there's kind of that deja vu for them, but you know I just wanted to ask, how are you feeling, um, and at least from, from a fan's perspective, of the Ecuadorian national team you know, right now at the moment being in the comfortable spot to, to qualify for Qatar?
1: That's a good question. So like you said, Roberto, last year, we were three wins out of four, just losing to Argentina, which was just a 1-0 loss to a uh, messi PK. So we started really good. We beat Uruguay here in Quito and Colombia, six to one, actually. So we were doing really good. Recently, right before the Copa America, we lost a crucial game to Peru here in Quito. That's three points that we want to, have the home advantage because the altitude, that's that's our game plan to try to win every game at home. So losing to Peru who kind of woke up Peru because Peru wasn't doing that good. Uh, yeah, that, that, that definitely hurt. And the vibe right now, Copa America, I think we did good. We qualified past group stage. We lost to Argentina. The score, we'll tell you one thing, it was 3-0, but I think we played good. Um, The vibe right now, people are nervous because we have two games in Quito, which is Paraguay on September 2nd, and the next game, the fifth, is against Chile. So we're we're trying to save those points. We're trying to definitely beat those two teams, Paraguay and Chile, get the six points here in Quito, and so I would say the fans right now are more nervous than anything.
2: Yeah, Martin, that's a, that's a good point about the nerves and the Peru game, because I was going to ask, historically, Ecuador have always beaten Paraguay in Quito, or at least Paraguay haven't been able to get a win. There, there was a couple of draws, I think, there, there was also a draw last time out where Paraguay were leading until the very end. Dario Lescanos got two goals, and then... Uh, Mene equalized uh, very, very much at the death of the game to, to keep it as a draw. Um, but with that kind of historic performances against Paraguay specifically, do you feel that, that Ecuador are the favorites going into this game? And how do Ecuador take that as a team where they have to be kind of not playing on counter-attack or on the back foot, but they have to be leading the game and, to, and taking it to the opposition?
1: That's a good question, Ralph. I think Ecuador will be slight favorites just because of the home advantage, but at the same time, we are going to see players didn't play in Copa America because most of our starters. Um, I don't think they're going to get called up. If they do call, get called up, I don't think they will play. Most haven't had minutes after the Copa America. For example, Piero Incapié, our starting center back, he hasn't had a single minute since after the Copa America. Gonzalo Plata, same thing. So. I think we'll be slight favor just because it is in Quito, but I think it's going to be a really close game. Paraguay is a good team. Ecuador is in third place with nine points, but Paraguay is right there with seven. So it's still really close. There's 11 games left in this World Cup qualifier, so it's a long way to go.
3: Hey, Martin, thank you for for joining us um, again here at Guarani Vision. Um, You know, I wanted to ask you more about uh, how you see the team? Um, who do you think can be called up? Um, as you mentioned earlier, before we started recording, there's there hasn't been any call-ups yet from the manager. Um, but you know, seeing as as the previous uh, player, the previous times that the players have been playing, like in Copa America and the previous World Cup qualifiers. Uh, You know, who do you think um, is best to come into the the team this time and um, and who's probably not going to make it this time?
1: Yeah, so to name some players that we the world saw during Copa America, Jackson Mendez, another starter, arguably Ecuador's best player during the Copa America. He got injured. He played right away with Orlando City, got injured in a game. I don't think he's played in a month. So I don't think you'll get called up. He was a starting center mid. Moises Caicedo, the player at Brighton, um, he picked up a knock. Brighton took care of him. He's been on the bench the last couple of games, but hopefully he'll play, play, but he still hasn't had minutes in club football. Um, There's some players that are playing MLS or in the Liga de Mexico who are doing good right now. Uh, For example, to give names, Renato Ibarra, a winger, for Club America, he scored on his game back yesterday actually. Félix Torres, the center back at Club Santos Laguna, Javier Ariaga in Seattle. They're all players who were they're on the um radar for Ecuador, but haven't had the minutes on the first team. So I think they'll definitely have a chance.
0: Now, looking into how Paraguay and and Ralph had mentioned it beforehand, that kind of history that Paraguay have never won a World Cup qualifier on Ecuadorian soil. You talk about that kind of pressure and how people might get nervous. And we feel that as well sometimes when we have to play opponents, you know, uh, obviously using us as a reference. We've never lost to Ecuador on Paraguayan soil in a World Cup qualifier. So it kind of works both ways when you look at going into this game. But, you know, looking into how you guys perceive Paraguay, you know, I think it's always great to see what people think of the country. You know, obviously, we're the ones that like to talk about it, but we always want to hear the different perspectives from people in South America that do talk about them. So I wanted to ask, what do you feel, at least in your opinion, or at least from a lot of Ecuadorians' opinion, their perception of Paraguay in these recent years, not just historically for making it to the World Cups in the past, but just like right now with this new generation under Edison.
1: Yeah, definitely a lot of respect to Paraguay. They they're a team that, in Spanish, like to say, Tienen they are a strong team. They'll play you for 90 minutes really hard. So they're well-respected. Paraguay is not a small team. They can easily get into the World Cup, and they're one of our main rivals to qualify. So. And talking,
2: Roberto's talking about the
1: the Paraguayan
2: generation now at Berrizo because you know we feel that, that we're producing a lot of a lot of young players that that are starting to to build themselves and mature into into this international team, but maybe it's still somewhat of a transition. But switching to Ecuador, I mean we've seen some amazing transformation in, in youth football recently in Ecuador, maybe over the last kind of five years or so. And that's not just in the national team, we've also seen it at club level with Barcelona uh, doing well in the Libertadores, you had Independiente del Valle as well. Um, you know, fight for in continental tournaments. So I just wanted to get your opinion on, on what do you think? What did the you're you're there with the federation working there? What do you think they've done? And and how has that, how has that transformation happened for for Ecuador to now be in this kind of
1: golden generation? Yeah, thanks, Ralph. So basically, it's a mixture of organization throughout the clubs and the national team. The FEF is doing an amazing job with scouting youth ranks. A shout out to the general director of youth football in the FEF. His name is Jorge Celico. He's an Argentinian. Been here a few years, done an amazing job. He was actually the head coach of the U-20 Ecuador team that finished third in the World Cup two years ago. So yeah, he's still working in the youth divisions. One thing that I really like about the FEF is multiple times a year they'll do they'll do something called microcyclos for my English uh, audience. ciclos are just like a weekly long training sessions. So they have like a camp here in, in Quito in and Um uh, Recently, like three four weeks ago, they had a U17 call up, 23 man call up, and there are players coming in from Independiente del Valle, Barcelona, and Liga de Quito. Even players that are playing over in MLS, for example, Philadelphia Unions Academy, there's a player with Ecuadorian papers there, Orlando City, uh, New York Red Bulls, they're all called up. So I like that organization. I like how players at such a young age can get that national team experience at 15, 16, 17 years old. So I think it's perfect. And club level too they're doing really good at scouting um looking at players in the third fourth division getting them from really young from 12 years old they can get picked up so it's it's organization talent and they're just doing a good job with that business side
3: um martin i wanted to ask you um i don't know if you've seen it's kind of been everywhere in social media. Um, the, the celebration that the family of Luis Amarilla, uh did for, for him because he was uh, called for the first time into the Paraguayan uh, team and by Beriso, And, uh, you know, he obviously, you know that he plays for uh, Liga de Quito and, you know, we wanted to, to know if you can give us a little bit more um, information about him and how he's been playing in, in Ecuador uh, how, how do you see him playing for, for the national team uh, in, in Paraguay? And, um, you know, w- what are your expectations for him?
1: Yeah, so Luisa María, he's a really good player. I admire him a lot. He's been actually in two teams here in Quito, Universidad Católica a couple years ago, and now playing for Liga de Quito, who just recently got knocked out in the quarterfinals um, of the Sudamericana. But Luis Amaria could score there. He's a, he's a proper number nine. Not just the target man, but he plays good with his feet. He can create play. So he, he excels. He does a really good job in the Ecuador League. I'm actually surprised he's never been called up to Paraguay. Um, because I think he'll, he'll, he'll play. I think he'll play this uh, on September 2nd versus Ecuador. Because the stadium that they'll play at is his home stadium, Liga Stadium. So... I don't know. I'm expecting for him to start. And if he doesn't start, I definitely think we'll get some minutes.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of the big thing as to maybe why that he was called up. Obviously he's been on good form in, at Liga de Quito, but also you look at playing in a, in a stadium that he knows well, obviously playing in that kind of environment and playing at altitude. So he kind of has that kind of secret, at least for these players that probably haven't had that experience of doing it yet. So it might Suit well for them, so yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game, and you know, again, we're going to close it off here, Martin. And you know, we'd like to always get our predictions from all of our guests, and I would like your prediction for this game. Just what do you feel that Ecuador needs to do to get the win um, over there in Quito for this very important World Cup qualifier?
1: This is hard. This is hard because, so what I like about our head coach is he has a structured game plan. We know how we want to play. The problem I was saying is we're not going to have the same players we had in Copa America. So it's going to be a bunch of new pieces. At the same time, this is a crucial game to win. We need to capitalize on winning at home after losing to Peru. Here in Quito, that was hard. So my prediction is Ecuador is going to go all out, try to get the win, and we're going to win three to one. I'll give Luis Amaria the goal. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, hopefully that it will be the reverse for us and that we get our first ever win over there in Quito. Um no hard feelings, Martina. <laughs> I hope you can understand. Yeah, yeah. Um well thank you again for coming on. Before we obviously close it off here, uh we'd like to let you know, we like all the people that perhaps don't know you, or like if you could tell us your socials where people can find you and where people can find your work as well.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um you guys can follow me at Ecuador Heroes on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you, Roberto. Thank you, Ralph. And thank you, Maria, for having
0: me. Excellent. Thank you so much, Martin, for coming on. Thank you for everyone for listening. So for myself, Roberto Rojas, for Ralph Hanna, for Maria Ritos, and obviously for Martín Benitez, thank you so much for listening to this preview of uh, the Ecuadorian national team as they take on Paraguay in the World Cup qualifiers. See you soon.